0: I'm Caroline. I'm Jason. Welcome to one more episode.
1: In this episode, we again talk about Shining Girls and Under the Manner of Heaven. With two more episodes left in each, what's going to happen? Hello. Hello.
0: Welcome to the podcast, one more episode.
1: Welcome, welcome.
0: Tonight we're here to talk about... Episode six of Shining Girls and episode five of Under the Banner of Heaven.
1: Right. We've got two more episodes of each, right?
0: Yeah. We're coming to the end of these series.
1: I know. It's exciting, but also I'm sad at the same time because um, they're both really good.
0: They are. And I will have to say this week, watching these episodes, I had to rewatch them um, a few times. Just to kind of refresh my memory of, I felt like, especially under the banner of heaven, there were a lot of details or things going on. I had to rewatch.
1: Yeah. I felt like they both kind of jumped through time um, a little bit. Like the timeline goes back and forth.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Last week, you mentioned the series Ozark. And... I think I said that I may go back and watch the series now that it's over. It got me thinking, are there any series that you have watched or binged after they ended? Or are there some series that have ended that you now are like, I I need to watch that series?
1: I think like Game of Thrones, we would wait like until there were like two or three episodes that dropped, um, and then kind of watch all three of them together that way we would remember what was going <laughs> on. Um, because, yeah, I mean there's there's certain certain um, series that I think it it's better to wait um, because you do tend to forget. And if it's a series with a lot of details like Game of Thrones, um, yeah, it's just better to do that in the end.
0: Yeah, with Game of Thrones, I actually did not start watching the series until 2015 because I was once I, you know, I don't think I had HBO at the time, but I'd heard about it and how much people loved it. And so I kept saying, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll start that maybe at some point. And then when I did, I just, I binged like whatever was out there up until 2015. So I definitely did that with Game of Thrones. And then another one I was thinking of was Homeland. I watched that one after it had ended and just went back and like binged the whole series at one time.
1: Yeah, that's probably a better one to do as well because we started it late, but I think we were midway through the show. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we we would um, start it up again. And then I would forget what was going on. I was like, where the hell's Carrie? You right. know what I mean? So <laughs> She's
0: crying again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what other series that people talk about that I keep telling myself, you should watch this one, The Wire.
1: I have tried to start that one, um, but there's just been so much that's been on that I want to watch that I haven't, been able to dig deep into how many seasons are there of that? Like nine?
0: I don't know. I feel like that one was on a while ago. I forget when it came out, but yeah, I, I never have started it. But I I've heard that it's up there with some of the best series.
1: Have you ever watched Six Feet Under?
0: Oh, I'm I'm in the middle of Six Feet Under.
1: Oh, you got to finish it.
0: I know. And I started this one after it had finished too, like maybe a couple years ago. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. It's like, there's so many other series that come out. It's hard to like go back and watch an old one because I think, you know, it's always going to be there too if you (laughs) decide to watch it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask our listeners, do you have any series that you have decided to watch and pick up after they've ended? Let us know. Email like one more episode at gmail.com.
1: Well, I kind of did what you did last week. Um, We kind of took a a lighthearted break um, from murder mystery. And um, one movie that we watched that dropped was the new rebel Wilson. um,
0: Oh, senior
1: year. That is so cute. Like, is it
0: cute? Okay. I've
1: been telling everybody to watch it because it is, it is yeah, it's a cute movie. Um, and then we also picked up season two of Hacks, which I love that show.
0: Oh, that's one that's on my to watch list. Uh, oh, you got to watch
1: season one. I think the episodes are only half hour long, so you can get through okay. that one quick.
0: Well, are you ready to talk about Shining Girls? Yeah, episode six. So in this episode, we learn about our serial killer and his background. This episode was completely about the serial killer who we learn is named Harper. I think in one of the podcasts, we had talked about World War I and how there was a scene with his friend, and someone mentioned World War I pictures. And I wondered... Oh, could he be from that time period? And we learn in this episode that, yes, he was in the war, Mm -hmm. which means he was probably born around 1900 if he was around 18 in 1918 when he was in the war. And we see in a flashback that he may have had his first kill while he was fighting in this war.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, there's a soldier that is on the ground and dying that has a gas mask Mask. on, Mm -hmm. and he decides to take off his mask to use for himself. Right. We learn a lot about him in this episode that really from a young age, he's been a creeper. (laughs) He likes to watch people a lot and continually watch them and get to know their routines and go into their houses when they're not home to like rummage for things to sell Mm -hmm. or make money from. After the war, he comes back um, and we see him reunite with a girl that he likes.
1: Did you recognize her?
0: I did. Yeah,
1: she's from Handmaid's Tale.
0: She is. That's the girl that he knew as a child. And she is now a dancer um, in a club. And I did have a question for you here. When she's dancing, she puts on all this powder that makes her essentially shiny uh, right. when she's on stage. And I, I guess I kind of wondered does this have anything to do with the title or am I just connecting things that shouldn't really be connected?
1: You, you might be onto something. And, um, there was a previous episode where he goes back to the house and lays in the bed and there is a shiny, um, uh, outline of someone that had laid in that bed.
0: Mm-hmm. So that had
1: to have been her.
0: Oh, Okay. Okay. Well, we see in this episode that he's really, he's really working to try to win this girl over and she is not very, um, what do I want to say?
1: Receptive to his, uh, (laughs) advances. (laughs) Yes. She,
0: she can tell she kind of tolerates him and they've been friends since they were kids. Um, but she's not that receptive to him. And so they end up going to Um, again, watching a woman in her apartment and breaking into her apartment after she leaves. And they find a watch in a drawer that is beeping. And they're both really confused on what this could be. And they pull this watch out of the drawer that's a digital watch. And they're just kind of fascinated by, you know, what is this thing? Um, and so he ends up getting pretty physical with the woman. Um, she actually returns and surprises him, um, and then runs off. But before he does that, he asks her about a picture that's on the dresser of this man and uses the address on the back to try to locate, where this person is since it looks like, you know, this watch, like where did this come from? This is not anything they've ever seen before. It must be like, you know, where did they get this?
1: It's very futuristic for like 1920. Right.
0: Right. Right. And so he and his friend that we see from the beginning in the war that made it out of world war one, they end up going to this address and they find this house and this house, they end up finding the the man there who's hiding from him. Um, And he has all these items, like stereos, like digital stuff, stuff that they don't know. What is this? Right. Like this doesn't make any sense. And the man ends up, they chase him out of the house and he gets killed by a car that hits him. And so he and his friend Harper, our serial killer, and his friend, basically discover what is in this house, which it is essentially a portal for time travel. Right. This reminded me a lot of the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. I don't know if you also, one
1: of my favorite books.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's like they, they basically it's like they open a door like to what would be a closet or something. And they walk through into another time period.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that Harper could do it, but Leo, was that his name, his friend? I believe it is. Leo could not. Um, so I don't know what the connection is that made Harper able to do it and not Leo.
0: Okay, did I just totally miss this or just think that Leo, well, Leo can do it, right? But does he have to be with Harper?
1: he can do it as long as he's with Harper and that's also true of the girlfriend yes um, so Harper is the only person that can time travel so it must just only be one person and maybe it's because he touched I mean it uh, the um, guy that was in the house mm-hmm. that they found so maybe it has something to do with touch um, I don't know could be wrong on that but that's my theory.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm a little yeah, I'm a little confused too on that too why he is able to.
1: And did you find it interesting too that the man that was in the house that died um said he never been to that day mm-hmm. when he was struggling with Harper. He's like I he's like what war are you from? Um the first or second? He's like there's a second war and he was like yes. And um, he told him the day and year it was, he's like, I've never been to this day. So,
0: hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's still a lot of question marks a- about this whole time travel portal. I mean, I just have so many questions like- Me too. What What well, is I- this house? Like, how is this happening, right? Is who is this man right and, like,
1: and harper just thinks of the day too and, and that's what he told his his uh, friend girl girlfriend that um he's like just think think of a year and a day that you want to go to and i'll make it happen so he just has to think of it
0: yeah it was also interesting the other thing that i remember is that he also said it has to be within like what's already happened or is happening right because it's like it can't be a thousand years from now yeah right it has to like actually be what I got from that was within time as we know it on earth right right?
1: well and and he I mean he already knew about global warming I guess because he was like a thousand years it won't even be here so (laughs)
0: Yeah. So yes, he brings the girl that he, it appears is in in love with essentially to this house and they go through the doors and um, we now, we learn how he meets and knows who our main character is Kirby. Right. Because they choose to go to a day in the 1980s where Kirby is working at a bar as a bartender and they're at a club and you can tell from that scene that Harper also likes Kirby. Um, And so again, trying to put the pieces together on how this is all working that, you know, what I think is, is yes, he liked Kirby And he continues to do this with women that he finds and likes and then like decides to revisit them in that time period, like over and over again and relive certain days and moments with them.
1: Right. So if he discovered her and liked her, then he thought about, oh, well, I'm going to go to when she was six. So, yeah. So I wonder if he meets them all in bars.
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. What we then discover a little bit later on in the episode is that he is with his girl and um, they're at the house and he is trying to essentially like come on to this girl and like go a little further and she rejects him. And it looks like in that scene that he gets physical with her. And I guess what I assumed is he killed her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he he's hitting her. Right.
0: Right. And so I'm, I'm wondering if what is happening is that he is falling in love with these girls that he is coming in contact with and is meeting them in their time and they're also rejecting his advances and then he ends up killing them attacking them right that's kind of where i'm at as far as my theory goes for you know what's going on with him
1: he has a certain je ne sais quoi
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i i guess i'm just still a little um I'm just undecided, a little foggy on why he kills these women other than they're not into him. Right. He wants I, I think it more. has to do
1: with rejection.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I was kind of thinking there must be something more, <laughs> but I guess, <laughs> I guess rejection can do a lot of things to people. So maybe, maybe well, that's it.
1: And I mean, if he comes on like a creeper, like he is, you know what I mean? Like, what girl is going to be like, woo, I want that. You know what I mean? So. Right. Um, but also, I find it interesting that Kirby is not remembering meeting him at the bar.
0: hmm
1: So, I don't know if it's, like, too far back or, I mean, I remember shit. I remember people's faces. You know what I mean? I may not remember names. Right. But I always remember a face.
0: Right. Um, yeah. One of the final scenes, he she has on a pair of earrings and he asks. he basically says something like, um, like, I'm, I can tell you where you got those earrings from, uh-huh. you know, and if if I guess it right, I don't know or if I don't you get this money or, you know, whatever. And so he he tells her, of course, how she got the earrings because he's already he knows that because he's already been there before and probably a couple other times, right? To see how she got the earrings because he's a creeper. Um, and so, yes, he tells her that. And you can tell the look on her face is like, you know, how does this guy know this? Right. And so right. she's disturbed by him, you know, even at that point, like before, you know, her attack with him mm-hmm. in the bar. So something else I'm kind of wondering, um, and they they did show this in the episode where they were in the house and the chandelier changed while they were in there. And he's like, you know, I don't know how this happens, but I can be looking at something right, and then all of a sudden it just changes. And we know that that's happening to Kirby as well. So this connection between him and Kirby. Of, you know, why does Kirby basically see what he sees as well? They're somehow connected now, and that's why things just suddenly change for her.
1: Maybe she's the one doing that because she's the survivor or whatever, and she's touched him and all of that.
0: Maybe. So now she's similar to him in that way where she's mm-hmm. connected and and able to do that. Right. Yeah. I'm still a little. I guess, unsure of how that all is working.
1: Well, and and my whole theory too is like, he has to be back in that day. Otherwise he gets trapped. And I think that's what happened to Leo when they took him out that night to the bar where Kirby was. And um, he could not get back because he didn't return with Harper.
0: So, how did he then end up in the
1: VA hospital? Yes, I think that's because Harper helped get him in because he could never come back to the house in that time period. Like he he would he he would always be lost in in time. If that makes
0: sense. So, are you saying then that? Because they were in the 80s, like he's always been stuck in the 80s then and he got because him he in that not, house yeah, because he didn't he, come back with them.
1: He did not return with Harper that night, so he could never return.
0: Oh, interesting. And that's I why did,
1: he's like batshit right now. So
0: <laughs> Interesting. Like I never, I have not really been focusing on him that much and didn't really pick up on that exactly what was going on with him yeah Hmm. well i am pretty excited to see where this heads in the next two episodes and how this wraps up me too i'm hoping for some surprises i know from reading the caption for the next episode that there is a break in the case so i don't know what that means but uh yeah, I'm really looking forward to see where this is headed.
1: Two more episodes. Two
0: more episodes. Well, let's move in and talk about Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah. Ooh, this one starts off, we see Macaulay Culkin's little brother. <laughs> right. And he's, like, trying to say that he committed these murders. and He's uh, like
1: Gandalf, like, you shall not pass. <laughs>
0: that no you didn't like they have enough evidence to show that like the blood on you that you said was blood is not really blood um right who are you protecting yeah that's the big question for him
1: i i found this episode really i mean all of them are upsetting to me but this one i just really wanted to throw shit at the tv and like i, I was just really angry
0: This is a tough episode, and I think, yeah, definitely from the beginning, just kind of angry and very, yeah, like, anti-woman. I mean, yeah, as a female, it's just really hard to watch and accept. Right. This is what's happening.
1: I mean, it was hard enough to watch the episode where they did the oil touching of the parts and the and the sign and the yeah
0: right yeah in this episode we learn more about dan and ron and the two brothers and we learn why they have been excommunicated from the church yeah so dan i mean dan's been pretty crazy this whole series right yeah so i mean this isn't like you know, it's not like it just came out of the blue, but I think, yeah, when you see the scene with Dan, uh, you're, he, it is very disturbing. Um, we see that he decides he wants to take his stepdaughters as child brides. Oh yeah, to have sister wives. Mm-hmm. And. He did say something to the effect of we had talked about this in one episode. Like, I think I asked you, you know, why, what's the deal with like having so many wives? Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: he says something like the more wives we marry and the children we sire, the more glory we have, which we, we figured that was right. Like the reason why you have multiple wives and you have all these children Mm-hmm. I will say that what happens after that is a little surprising for me um, with his wife, in that she decides to have the children sneak out in the middle of the night so that he doesn't take them as sister wives. Essentially, they like run away from home and end up in a foster home somewhere. Right. But I was kind of surprised at her for doing that. She seems, she has seemed like kind of mousy this whole time.
1: Right. Yeah. And I'm,
0: I mean, he's pretty like loud and obnoxious. So like, I think it's hard when you have someone that domineering to like, stand up for yourself. Right. And, and not just go along with what they're saying but she really did so i'll give her props for that
1: well i mean he had screwed the window shut too so he knew i mean he knew what he was doing
0: Mm-hmm. yeah this episode focuses on ronnie we had talked about this last episode i kind of thought ronnie you know he was kind of the black sheep of the family but we really see ronnie we've really seen him like deconstruct over the last couple episodes yeah and we see that he's become pretty abusive to his wife um given what how she wrote the letter and voiced her concerns right so we see him hit his wife and um be abusive and i mean she kicks him out diana kicks him out i was a little surprised by that too
1: Right. Well, I mean, if you look back on Daddy, like, picking Dan as the leader, maybe he knew, like, Ron was, like, way, kind of, like, too um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, too easy to persuade Mm -hmm. in other directions, maybe? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe Dad wasn't, like, dumb. You know? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think it's because like, because Ronnie has always felt like he's not good enough, essentially given the relationship with his father, that he is pretty vulnerable that when the opportunity arises to take over and be the leader, like you said, he's very persuadable to like, now he's kind of getting his shot. And because he's, at this point, you know, lost everything. He's going to lose his business. He, his wife has kicked him out. Um, he's going to be excommunicated or has been excommunicated from the church. I mean, it's really kind of set him up to, I mean, he just does, he's lost everything essentially.
1: Well, and I'm sure he blames Brenda for that too, because she's the one that started, um talking about the housing market and and all that so
0: yeah right so we see our detective brother pyrie as um jeb when he goes by something else that we see in this episode is he starts to get closer with bill the other detective Mm -hmm. um they're kind of like, they're, they're more, they're friendlier now with each other and kind of looking out for each other. So mm-hmm. we've also seen their relationship grow as they investigate um, what happened with Brenda. So we see that, you know, Ronnie is on the brink. And in this episode, there are a lot of like flashbacks and, um or, not flashbacks. Um, They're talking to other people in the church um, Mm -hmm. about like what's happened behind the scenes and what has gone on with the brothers. I will say one of the final scenes is pretty intense with the dad and Ronnie. And we see that the dad is essentially on his deathbed and Ronnie goes to the house to visit with his dad and his dad is asking for a doctor and ronnie says why don't you try and pray and i was like oh my gosh like ronnie is like not pulling any punches at this point like right all the pain that his dad has caused him he's just like and like (laughs) now you're in pain old man yeah He brings up his dog. Remember, we talked about that, how he beat his dog to death um, and some other things. And it's like a really intense scene.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really... um... I mean, yes, his father was cruel, but um, he's definitely not doing any, like, forgive and forget in that moment. No. Like.
0: (laughs) That was just a really good, I mean, just as far as acting goes, Sam Worthington is playing Ronnie. And. um, Yeah. I I was just, like, that scene, I mean, I was watching it, and I just, like, felt the, I mean, just, you know, the pain in that scene, and just, Like all the rage that he had. And just in those final moments with his dad, I think, um, I mean, he's just telling him like, you know, there can only be like one true leader basically. And like, you taught me that dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just a really intense scene near the end. Something else they do throughout the episode is they show us flashbacks from- like what happened in the beginning of the forming of the Church of Latter-day Saints with Joseph Joseph Smith and Brigham Young to kind of correlate to what is going on with right. these brothers and how, I mean, Ronnie essentially believes like he is the one mm-hmm. and the leader. I think they say the lion of the land. Oh, sorry, yeah. the lion of the Lord right
1: (laughs) landlord well you know
0: (laughs) so yes we're kind of left at the end of this episode it looks like ronnie to me is probably responsible for brenda's death absolutely and i just wonder if anyone else helped him
1: oh yeah yeah um I found it interesting, too, that when Jeb and them, like, bust down the door at the um, parents' home, um, you know, the wife is there, and her husband's dead body is in that bedroom, and, like, she's done nothing, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, she knows he's dead, and she's just leaving him there. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's probably to protect the boys, because she knows that that they're in deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely, you know, uh, I, I guess for me, a lot of what comes up in this episode is just how misogynistic everything is. There's a lot of talk, right. About like women not having equal footing of, you know, um, they visit the Brady's and yeah, he's talking about like women, you know, aren't, can't say certain things. And if they do, right. You have to like, there was that talk about the head of the household, again, the priesthood holder of like mm-hmm. where a man's place is. Um, So yeah, there are just so many things that it's really hard for me sometimes to just like I tend to brush everything off of what, like someone says, if you're totally like, yeah, you're not an equal partner in this relationship. It's like, well, I don't really care what you have to say at all. Then, you know, (laughs) like, if you're (laughs) you're not going to see me as an equal person in this relationship. Like, you're not going to make decisions for me. I could make my own decisions. So yeah, this series has just been really, some parts of it are just pretty difficult. Um, and uh yeah so the series we have two more episodes left right. um mm-hmm. i feel like the next episode is going to be pretty intense
1: yeah yeah i think the last two are just going to be like what yeah
0: <laughs> i hope so anyway i mean i feel like we're pretty <laughs> invested in both of these series so right. i mean even like, though we
1: know what's going to happen but you, you know but do a, we i mean yeah
0: yeah i mean i I don't know the ending. Do you?
1: I mean, I I kind of do.
0: Oh, okay. Just from yeah. like um, what I've heard, yeah. what you've heard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I haven't read anything, um, so I'm not sure about either one of these series how things are going to end. Yeah. So I'm ready. The next episodes drop on Friday. And I'm um, really looking forward to these.
1: It's so it'll be a Memorial Day weekend um, watching.
0: Yeah, a Memorial Day weekend binge. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd love to hear what you all have to say if you're watching these two series.
1: Email us at com. Questions, what you're watching. We love to hear from people.
0: We do. You can also DM us. We have an Instagram account.
1: Insta. Yeah.
0: Like one more episode. We are looking forward to the final episodes of Shining Girls and Under the Banner of Heaven. Yes. We will see you all next week.
1: See you next week.
0: Bye. Bye. This has been a Caroline Home production.